millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Dad, we went to IMAX and saw Top Gun Maverick last night. Mm. Holy shit. You recommend it? It was so good. It was so unironically excellent on every level that I was just sort of blown away. It was, um, I don't know how they did it, but it's a real gift to, uh, it's the kind of thing you want when you go and want to go and see something like that. So I, mm. I thought it was great. And we rewatched they, the original a couple of days before and it was. Would they have used a tiny plane? What do you mean? Well, he's tiny. He flew his own plane. I think any criticisms we might make about no, it. He's good, isn't he? He's, yeah, Tom Cruise is very good at what he does. Um, yeah, that was a genuine treat. I mean, I would highly recommend going. To cool, see cool. So. Did he use the erector seat? What is that? It's like the opposite of an ejector seat. It's got a big uh, knob. It's a big knob on the seat. Welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast where things like this happen. I'm Paul. That's John. And Dad, this week we are talking about a whole bunch of stuff. But first of all. A little bit of housekeeping. Happy birthday to Tony, one of our fans who's been into Loose Units for a long time, has seen heaps of our live shows, has the books, has, is on the Facebook page, very, very active on the Facebook page. So, uh, <coughs> so happy birthday to Tony. Hang on, Dad. Hang on, hang on. Someone has just sent me a story. Actually, Dad, I have a story from Wales Online, which is a Welsh news website, which is not something I thought I would be perusing on, on a morning, but here we go. The headline for this piece sort of gives away the whole premise, but let's go. Doctors warning people not to insert frozen potatoes in latest home remedy. Okay. Sufferers too embarrassed to seek medical help are trying the latest home remedy, but doctors have warned it could be dangerous and you shouldn't do it. A number of online websites suggest a frozen French fry-sized piece of potato inserted internally for 30 seconds is just a ticket for pile sufferers. Because of all... Yeah. Yeah, because a raw potato is slightly acidic, it apparently can relieve pain and itching while its frozen state constricts blood vessels in the sensitive zone. Wow. Uh, one, article, one article claims, here's what you need to do. Peel a raw potato and cut into thin slices like you do for french fries. Put the slices in the freezer and wait till they are frozen. Insert the frozen slice in your anus and leave inside for 30 seconds. Repeat the process for three to five days. Wow. Um, what do you do with a potato afterwards? Well, you certainly don't eat it. You could say. fry it. That would, yeah, that's it look what like I a, said. Look like a fry, a fried, uh, a fried Kit Kat. Do you believe in the thirty sec? What's the thirty second rule? The three second rule? You know, you drop something. And- yeah, I don't know where they came up with thirty seconds. <clears throat> but um, this this story, it's it's legit, isn't it? Well, it's legit insofar as it's on a website, on a Welsh news website. But mm. well, let's just take it as we don't like to give our readers ideas do we but if i was to do that i'd actually round the sides of the potato okay for so easy entry and also to add a touch of enjoyment well then (laughs) surely surely you'd make it kind of uh i wouldn't even use a potato 
No, you want a crinkle cut, right? Paul. How do you do? That's that's bad, Paul. We shouldn't even, as father and son, we should not be having this discussion. Stupid. And thanks for sort of, yeah. But medicinally, I mean, do you sort of let them thaw out slightly? I suppose they'd they'd go soft then, wouldn't they? Uh, I think a lot of people listen to this show around breakfast. And that's their fault, really. You know, let's let's tie this back to some sort of scientific basis so we mm. don't completely go into the toilet, which yeah. is where these potatoes should go. Dad, I mentioned before the three-second rule. Now, you know the idea that if you drop food, it's still good for three seconds. I don't agree with that at all. And last weekend, Christina and I went to a Japanese restaurant and I was having chicken katsu. Yeah. And I am one of these people... You know how a lot of people, they look at the plate with food on it and they just grab a bit of everything and they shove it down the, you know, and put it into their mouth. But I, I, I grade, I rate my food on the plate. Do you do that? What are you talking about? I rate it. What does that mean? In terms of my absolute favorite thing on the plate, I eat that last. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you eat the... You do the sort of chores first Correct. before you get to the fun like stuff. Like pumpkin would be a, a number one on my list of eating first. I don't right. mind it, but I'm not mad about it, depending on the type of pumpkin. Then I can always combine mashed potato and peas. Mm-hmm. That's a given. But with Japanese food, it's there's a sort of an awesome visual cacophony of just treats that that beguile you sometimes you might have up to 20 different items on the plate would you not agree uh possibly yeah so wait do you sit there ranking them i rank them or are they sort of you just sort of chuck them wherever no no i i I save the best till last right and on this particular occasion on this fateful day last saturday the favorite absolute number one thing that i'd i was treasuring to sort of really enjoy mm-hmm. so I, you get to visually take it in for the entire process this must be fun to watch for mum sitting across from you that's why she's going away friday week for two weeks without me she's going <laughs> she's going to thailand and i keep talking about it yeah <clears throat> trying to some to sort of garner some sympathy and it's not that's not happening she's resolute and forthright right. about her her deservedness to have a break from me. She'll be able to do really weird things like read. Well, you're some, sitting there arranging the foods hierarchically like Richard Dreyfus building Paul, a potato mountain. Paul, is... I don't, I don't arrange them. I leave them in situ. Uh-huh. I I look at them, and I I think about them. But I've been doing this for a long time. I'm thinking now that this is probably the first time I've ever mentioned it and So and hang on, hang on, hang on. Look, look. I, I fully support the notion of, you know, making sure that the really fun stuff is saved till last. I've witnessed Tegan do this as well. Mm. You know. You mm. get a salad with some sort of incredible meat in it, you know, some sort of crumb chicken thing and you mm. leave that I've watched her leave that till last and yeah. that's so that's I fine. I left this particular item but I was using chopsticks mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good with chopsticks. Uh, 
unless I'm using my plastic prosthetic hand. Yeah. And then it's difficult. But the thing, Paul, is that I dropped the mat. Let's the get most... back to that. Let's get back to that later. But yes. Yeah. Continue. But I dropped the uh, the bit of chicken katsu on an immaculate polished concrete floor. Yeah. And get ready for this. I was so devastated. I just felt I was actually depressed momentarily. Christine looked at me and said, pick it up. And now she's obviously applying some sort of rule. A three-second rule, if you will. Correct. And as far as I'm concerned, on principle, and I'm also thinking about not not just about cleanliness, um, you know, people that may have, their pet may have rubbed its vulva in that very spot. What is wrong with you? Well, it's possible. No, it's not. Yeah, because people bring pets into the... If they've got a bit of a rash or something, they rub their, their, their bits all over the concrete. Oh, and you don't know whether or not that's happened, okay? So, uh, the thing is, Paul, but the thing I'm most concerned about uh-huh. is not about the cleanliness, not about catching something, not about a dog and its vulva. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Paul, it's what will other people think. And you can do things surreptitiously. Oh, it's, right. Hang on, hang on. So you care about the looks that you would get if someone correct, saw you. Or what they think. Even though I don't know them, it's like okay. me using a public toilet. I can't use... You, you know I can't use a public toilet. Even if there were 500 cubicles, almost sort of stretching off into infinity. Uh, imagine the, the latest photos from, from space that came out two, two days ago. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of those photos? Mm-hmm. Incredible. Well, even if... There were toilets from here to, you know, there, wherever. If I walked into a huge room, even if it was, yeah. if it was a kilometre long, and there was just one person in that room, I couldn't go to the toilet. I can't. I wonder what that says about you psychologically. Well, or, anyone who, or anyone who has this problem. No, but just I just you. don't. I'm, I'm a very private person. Yeah. And I, I just can't. It just freaks me out. So I, I looked at this beautiful piece of chicken katsu. And I, I picked it up, but I put it on the side of the plate, right. and I lamented the fact that I'd, I'd. Now I just couldn't possibly eat that, but I wanted to. I'm one of these people that I delight in, and this is not so cool to do. And Christine is continually, she has this way of looking at me, like a furtive side glance. It's a disapproving look that you'd give a child, and. Because I do like to use my finger to rub and pick up the last crumbs. Even though mentally, in my mind, I know that that's irrational in that it's so irrational in that it is not adding to the the total sum or the nutrient content of the dish. It's a flavor thing, right? You want to kind of get up the... It's the flavor. So hang on, just you lick your finger and then you pick up the crumbs on the plate. I didn't say I lick my finger, Paul. You don't? Paul, you don't need to. Well, it depends. You just rub your finger on those just to pick up those last crumbs. It's like, I I understand it slightly. But I guess, Um, look, if we were to interview all our listeners, mm -hmm. everyone has their little proclivities, don't they? I'm just curious. Of course they do. I'm very curious as to how hygiene-wise... You know, licking crumbs off your finger because your hands have touched a bunch of stuff. It's 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 touched the chair that you pulled out. It's touched the cutlery, the the, the table, you mm. know, whatever. Um, the face of the maitre d's you entered and stroked it longingly. I mean, your hand has touched all kinds of stuff, and then you are licking your finger. Is that any less hygienic than the floor? 
It's probably, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying it's as bad, but it's in the kind of, maybe it's in the ballpark, maybe? I don't think one wants to, this might sound a bit weird, but uh-huh. I don't think one wants to overly focus and go down the rabbit hole and become a complete clean freak. Yep, Otherwise, absolutely. you'll end up like Howard Hughes, who, when they took him out of the room dead on a stretcher, mm-hmm. he looked like he looked like a cross between Beelzebub's love child and Rasputin. Okay, he was fucking ratchet. He wouldn't let anyone even cut his nails. It's frightening. If anyone wants to Google photos of Howard Hughes, he mm-hmm. he 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 became. And he was an amazing guy in his early years. He he was just terrific. He was suave, sophisticated. He was just debonair and bloody awesome. But they say just, by the end he was wearing Kleenex boxes on his feet and arranging all the foods in the order of which he'd like to have them. Favorite last, obviously. Well, that's that's I guess partially my point, but I think, but that's a fun thing for me. Just it's just a fun for shits and giggles. But I don't yeah. can't like it's like. I like order. I like cleanliness. I like... Look, I like things to be, you know, to look good. Um, You know, Christine has occasionally said to me that she feels as though she's living in a museum. Uh, Point taken. Do you feel like cleaning the apartment? Cleans your insides as well? Cleans your... I have... I have been known to vacuum twice a day here. Yeah, that's psychotic. Um... It's a a studio apartment. It's a studio. uh, Floorboards, and uh, there's there's only two of you there. Yeah. And you take off your shoes before you come in. So vacuuming twice feels a little much. I partly do it out of boredom. Maybe you've got OCD. Mm. No, because here's the thing about OCD. Right. I can walk into other people's squalor. Mm-hmm. And not give a rat's ass. No, no, that's that. That doesn't mean you don't have OCD. That just means you don't care about other people. I do care. I, I do care about other people. But you don't but, care. But look, I can be on my hands and knees in in shit. Uh-huh. I mean, I did a deceased estate a few weeks ago. That was it was right. It was pushing. It was pushing the envelope. It okay. was it was up there with some of the really terrible murders I've been. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Two. Oh, like the one with the hoarder and the, yeah, the, and the Chinese. It was really the, bad. This sweet and it was pork, just, yeah. And I went back three or four times and everything was filthy. Yeah. Like really bad. Mm-hmm. So I, it doesn't really bother me. I'm, look, I think if you're aware of your little oddities and idiosyncrasies, but you don't let them sort of get out of control, although some people might say, John, you are you've gone beyond that but at least i can laugh about it oh but- 100 but in the interest of balance when i was growing up living with your mum and anna mark did i have any weird eccentricities um you, you are you are you definitely were slightly unusual okay in what respect pretty well every respect ah. um well for example once when you were supposed to be playing soccer you were sitting, you decided to meditate in the middle of the game, in the middle of the field. You just sat there meditating. That's uh-huh. unusual for perhaps a seven-year-old. I don't know why I did that. No, but it's interesting. Um, in terms uh, of living, like the living with experience, was that difficult? Was I difficult to be with? Well, you, you were very particular about your toys. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tried to sort of help you kids to be relatively tidy but we've always had a rule christine and myself that what you do in your room is your business so if you want to be grotty that's okay mm-hmm. we could we could handle that um but also christine and i were very much of the feeling that we wouldn't interfere too much and in terms of food because you kids have all got bloody amazing taste in food the three of you Mm -hmm. and the reason is that we never forced you to eat anything there were probably things that you weren't overly fond of unlike when I was growing up we were not allowed to leave the table until every single thing was eaten and some of the stuff I just couldn't stand so what I used to do is I used to hide it um I'd be the last person because you just weren't allowed to leave until everything was gone. So I would wait till everyone had gone. I'd then get some paper. I don't know how I'd, whether I had paper in my pocket and I'd roll it up and I'd hide it and and sort of insert it underneath the table and then forget about it, of course. And then one day my father found this huge fungus mould ball under the table. And he, he, he um, I remember he took it out he knew, of course, that someone had obviously hidden something under there and he forensically sort of dissected it in the kitchen and then called me in because I was the obvious cult- culprit mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I fessed up. Um, but I don't think it's good as a parent to force your children. I mean, you can encourage but not... Don't have draconian rules where you just... 
And also being a parent, one of the things, one of the big problems that parents make, and I'm, I've seen it time and time again, and, and hey, I, I am a parent, but you need consensus with the parents. So if there's a rule, you need to sort of have a united front. And But the thing about... I hear, you hear parents all the time saying to children, oh, look, if you do that one more time, this is going to happen. And the kid does it again, and then the parent says, look, if you do this one more time... And it's just... The kids know. So it's it's... Yeah, it's a matter of being consistent. But look, let's face it. Food, it's a weird thing. You and Tegan do an amazing podcast about cooking. People mm. love cooking. They love these the reality shows. Food is it's an amazing thing. I have a fridge that I can see and I know that behind that door are beautiful things. And because I fast dinner time why are you laughing? No reason. Because dinner is something super exciting. Now, I did one of my signature dishes last night. Not the entire thing, but I did. And I mentioned it to you last night, and you kind of said, oh, yeah, but I don't think you fully grasped how wonderful this is. Rissoles. No, 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 Paul. No. Crumbed chicken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But not just normal crumbed chicken. For a start, you may recall, <laughs> oh, God, if Christine knew, she'd kill me about me whipping the eggs. Let's, okay, let's just set this, because this is actually what we wanted to talk about, and I've only just remembered that this... Okay. Dad's on Instagram. Dad's very active on Instagram, and for a while, I think Dad's been looking for kind of a cool new shtick, and Dad posted a video a few days ago in which... A mannequin hand emerged from the corner of the frame as if it was your own hand. Maybe it is. And sort of tried to pick up an egg. It was full. It was three full videos in a row. It was very odd. One of the one of the uh, the violin pieces from elementary was playing in the background. It was a very long take. It was very odd. And I thought it was hilarious. And you've just done a sequel of sorts. To mm. the point where we discussed briefly the idea of setting up an account just for the hand videos. Mm. But but in the latest one, yeah, you used the hand to, to beat up an egg. Are you saying that you used that egg to crumb this chicken and then mum ate it? Yep. Huh. This um, does this does tie know. this does tie back weirdly to the um to the food hygiene thing. This hand Paul, did you did you clean it first? I washed the hand thoroughly. You always wash your hands. <laughs> do, do, did you wash it in the manner of one of the videos where you tried to pick up the soap with the hand and then had to sort of impale it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did. I, I did give it great consideration. Okay, the, the cleanliness aspect, but it, it worked out terrifically. That that's a serious um, beating I gave. That was actually two eggs, mm. uh, and then I used panko crumbs. Good. I used a, a, a knife. So Christine has an aversion, weirdly. And I find this quite sort of contradictory in terms of Christine can't stand sharp knives. They're much safer, Dad. They are much safer. But you Christine and I... You, yeah, oh, you talk to any chef and I they know. say, you will, you will hurt yourself. Look, I have got... I've got our normal knives. I've got a really good sharpener because I'm... I, I, do, I must admit, hand on heart, I love sharp, sharp knives. 
and I love sharpening knives. I watch I watch videos on all mm. the different techniques mm. for sharpening. I've got a really good double-edged Japanese stone that I immerse in water, and I sort of prepare the kitchen sort of just kind of slightly ritualistic, I guess you could say. Everything's in order, but hey, look at any good chef. Look, look how they work. Amazing. So... But I actually have in a special section of the kitchen, almost a concealed section, right out of the way, I have a selection of beyond sharp knives. And I used one of those knives last night to slice the chicken breasts. And once I've got the beautiful thin slices in preparation for crumbing and you know, egging and crumbing, one of the techniques I use, which is perhaps slightly unusual, is that I lay each slice of chicken on a beautiful Australian hardwood chopping block. I then get the palm of my hand... Which hand? The real one or the fake one? The real hand. Oh. And I, I then... My real hand's my right hand. My other hand's the plastic hand. And I then, with the palm of my hand, I then exert downward pressure onto the chicken. Okay? Yeah. And that's how I flatten it out even more. I don't use one of these, you know, those hammers. Yeah. I don't use those. (laughs) It's so funny watching you discover the most rudimentary cooking stuff and genuinely being so excited by it. I'm not making fun, by the way. I think it's genuinely lovely. But do you think other people use the, the palm of their... Hand to crush chicken? Probably. I don't think so. Your One of your curses is that you think you are a pioneer in every aspect of your life. And that's <laughs> actually... That's fine. That's fine. Mm. <laughs> but look, I am really looking forward to you know seeing you in person and trying some of your cooking because it's, I haven't actually experienced any of your new I know. dishes. I know. Uh, I've been able to cook for you and mum a little bit, but mm. I think you I think a... we will. Be, yeah, we should be hanging out soon, though, right? In yeah. person, hopefully. You are a very, very, you're an amazing cook. Thank you. And you really push the envelope. Thank you. Um, Tegan's a great cook. Mm. Christine's an amazing cook. I I've only got a few signature dishes. Uh, Rissoles. Uh, I do a great fried rice. Uh huh. That's t- I'd, I'd rate that as top shelf. Is that the 19-day fried rice? Someone actually said something quite facetiously about one of my prosthetic hand videos, and they wanted to know. You ready for this? Yeah. They wrote to me personally Uh and said, is that why it takes you so long to cook fried rice? (laughs) Sorry. Isn't that terrible? (laughs) Who said that? One of the list. I I, I have got a... Give me a name. Give no, I've actually got three. I can't recall, but I've got 3,000 um, followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm always thinking about new things to do. I I think I'm on a winner here with the hand. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I must admit I do, I do spend a, a lot of time thinking about, I guess like a film director would think about this, how they would set up certain scenes. Yeah. So I'm I'm giving it a fair bit of thought and I'm pretty excited about the hand. That's where the term handicam comes from. Yeah, and Christine did look at it with disdain when she uh-huh. first saw it a few days ago and said, where on earth did you get that? Where did you get it? Uh, it was a gift from, from someone. From who? Just a, a client. You found it, didn't you? 
You found it on the street. Hard rubbish. It's actually a quite a weird hand. Could you walk into a store and just pop it off a mannequin? Paul, are you aware that I've always been fascinated with mannequins? Could you pick it up off the floor of a restaurant? Paul? Yeah. I'm going to let you and the listeners into something that's quite bizarre. And I say this fervently. It's, it's actually quite extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Prior, uh, when I picked up the hand yeah. about a week ago, when I acquired the hand, I, I looked at the hand and I thought, this is a very, very unusual mannequin's hand. Now, if, if any of the listeners would like to go back through my photo feed on Instagram, yeah. of which there are hundreds and hundreds of photos going back a long time, mm-hmm. you will note that some of the photographs are of mannequins. And then a few days ago, Paul, I decided to watch The Twilight Zone, the famous episode about the mannequin in an American department store that didn't realise she was a mannequin. Oh, the woman comes to the department store and everyone's acting really weird and then the store closes and it's... Oh, we, so we can't it's spoil a real, it. We don't want to spoil it, but what an incredible thing. And get ready for this, listeners. As God is my witness... Mm-hmm. Within 24 hours of watching that show, yeah. your sister, who's in yeah. Greece, sends me a photograph, a creepy photograph of a shop, two stories with about 100 mannequins in it. She sends me this photo. She said, Dad, I'm sending you this photo because it reminded me of the episode of Twilight Zone. How incredible is that? And at the same time, we had had no discussion about mannequins. I had picked up the mannequin's hand, and I think that's pretty amazing. So this mannequin's hand is who knows it so let's say a- let's say you were a mannequin in a department store hmm. and you came to life and you walked around and you were human let's say then that somebody removed the mannequin hand off you and then you came to life you'd come to life presumably with one hand missing and you'd go okay i'm just a person without a hand but then to find out the extra insult to find out that some true crime podcaster ex-cop was using your hand to beat eggs to make viral videos. I think that is a truly Twilight Zone concept. Agree. Yeah. I concur. I'm working on a, um, a third episode for The Hand. Great. And I think it's going to involve a sausage. Well, I <laughs> can't wait to see that. Well, Dad, I honestly think we've reached the end of this uh, chain of sausages. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. We're going to be back on Tuesday when we are going to talk about... Now, this is exciting. We are going to be talking about our next series of stories in the Loose Units Shadow Files saga. And that is the Ivan Milat saga. If you are not from Australia, you may not have heard about Ivan Milat. He's one of our most notorious serial killers and... His killings took place in a very, very specific national park. This whole thing is going to be absolutely deeply upsetting for you, and it's going to span multiple weeks. So next week, we deal with the spectre of Ivan Malat's crimes as they loom large over Australia's true crime landscape. So make sure you tune in for that. Don't forget to head across to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash loose units. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.